Which is why you'll probably notice um, a well noticeable difference in recording quality. Our really nice fancy microphone that we got and used one time is uh, packed up and being shipped down in a 40-foot shipping container, and we're not going to be getting it for another couple weeks. So in the meantime, we're just using the uh, computer's um, recording input, and so it's going to be a little crunchy, but we'll figure that out eventually. Anyway, man, we're here. We made it. We made it down to Belize. We've it been was, here about a week. It was quite a, the journey to get here as well. Oh my and gosh. And that's what today's episode is about. Our journey from the United States to Belize. Yeah, man. Um, we have a lot to talk about, so this episode might be a little longer than others. Because we're going to start from when we were in Glendale, and we were getting ready to leave. Uh, and we're going to go all the way to where we are now, which is about a month later. So let's get into it. Yeah. So yeah, basically getting grandma's house up in Glendale, um, ready to sell and getting all of our stuff out of there was, um, a lot. It was a trial. (laughs) It was a lot. It was some of the most stressful times that I'd been through up until that point. (laughs) Because moving is stressful. Always. Moving to a new country is even crazier because you just have to decide uh, what you're keeping, what you're taking, like what's important in your life. And then what are you going to do with everything else? We had like four garage sales. We took like 20 loads of, uh, stuff to Goodwill. Yes, just uh, sold a bunch of stuff on Nextdoor and Craigslist. And basically it was just trying to figure out like, Ooh, what's going to fit into our 20 foot container. And um, you know, the day came where Adon and his guys came to pick up all of our stuff. And as soon as they got there, they started putting stuff in. I was like, Mm-mm. I'm like, I'm packing this truck <laughs> yeah. because all of my stuff that I want is coming. So, um, Camille, you were a total rock star right then. And just like every inch, every inch of space that we had in that container, you filled with one thing or another. They were like, I think that they didn't know what they were getting into when they showed up, but man, when they were done, they were impressed with you. I mean, I'm a good Tetrisor, I guess. <laughs> You're good at Tetris, honey. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we, yeah, we met a guy named Adon. He's the one shipping our stuff down. We just found out that what we thought we had like two months before it shows up. Turns out it's going to be like two weeks. So now we're <laughs> like, oh shoot, what do we do? Um, but that's for later. Anyway, uh, we got to, you know, see all of our friends. We partied with them. We had breakfast with our neighbors. My dad and, and uh, his wife, Vicky, drove down from Washington. Um, and like everybody that we needed to say goodbye to, we said goodbye to. And then we packed up our truck and headed out. The first stop was Joshua Tree. To uh, go visit Sheila B., my best friend, for her 50th birthday. Uh-huh. And we were there for three days. We needed those three days just to kind of decompress for a minute and... 
get shitty and Callie used to driving in our little packed Toyota Tacoma, yeah. which was also filled to the brim with all of our stuff. Yeah, we had a Toyota, we had a Tacoma that with the back was completely full. And then we had like, we got the two little back seats because we have the extended cab. And then those were like halfway full. And then Callie and Shitty just kind of were stuffed on top of those. So they had all of, I don't know, three square feet (laughs) in which to live for two weeks. And they did great. They were so good. So proud of my pets. Yeah. Um, Joshua Tree was really nice. All of our plants that we had been collecting over the years, which we can't, you know, cross borders with, we gave to Sheila and Danu or traded for some really awesome stuff that we're going to put up in the resort yeah our Um, friends have a really beautiful two shops one in joshua tree and one up in nevada city and they sell home goods and jewelry and um just so proud of them proud of you girls and get it ladies yeah we got a lot of cool stuff from them that we're super excited to bring to belize because man i just went to the (laughs) the store here and there was some serious like ornamental like couches and curtains that (laughs) The style here is like stuck somewhere between the 70s and 80s. So if you're going to go and buy like furniture, it's either going to be really chunky wood, log cabin-y looking stuff, or it's going to be like straight up grandma's rumpus room um, with a shag carpet and like floral print. Not even that. Just like elegant extravaganza. Oh yeah. Or or like the most kind of, I guess, kind of tacky, elegant sort of stuff. We're trying to not be too rude. Anyway, <laughs> the next cool thing we did was we went to Tucson, to the gem fair. <laughs> Which I've always wanted to go to. Sheila's been going to this gem fair forever, and I was just super excited to go and check it out. And I guess, you know, it was a lot of different little stalls, and actually, like, really amazing, like, tons. thrifting and, um, like, antique pawn shops out there. Yeah. We found a lot of cool stuff. And Any of you geologists out there might be really interested in going sometime, because, man, you could walk for days and just pop into any of these little stores and just see some of the craziest formations and stuff. It was real cool. Met some cool people, definitely. <laughs> Sheila gave us a protective crystal, the black velvet tourmaline, which we mounted on our little um, dashboard on the truck. And like throughout the coming weeks, we prayed to it every time something crazy happened. We would both put our hands on it and say, magic crystal, magic crystal, magic crystal, magic crystal, magic crystal, crystal, magic crystal, 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 crystal keep us crystal, safe, keep us safe, safe, keep us safe, keep us safe. And it did. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Anyway, after Tucson, uh, we went to Van Horn, Texas for one quick night and then left. We'll talk about in Van Horn. Yep, and then we got to Austin and we stayed in Austin for a few days. Um, We ate at this place called Kanje, C-A-N-J-E, which was uh, food from Guyana, Guyana, Guyana. I thought he was a Jamaican. It was a Caribbean restaurant. It's Caribbean. Guyana's in, in the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah, he uh, was. It was like a, a Caribbean food place, but the chef was from Guyana. Okay. Uh, and good food, really inspiring as to like what you can make with the ingredients that we have available to us here in Belize. You know, just with a little creativity and knowledge, what what your you know options could be, could be. Yeah, I had so, a good ambiance in there. Yeah, and awesome music. I stole basically their whole playlist. <laughs> That's nice. And we met with um, my sister-in-law's sister-in-law, Anna, who uh, owns a hotel in Guatemala, or owned a hotel in Guatemala, and wants to own another one. Lovely, lovely, lovely lady. Gave us a lot of really good um, tips, and we just kind of spent the day with her at um, a brewery there, and 
She just yeah. she just was a great person to hang out yeah. with and has owned a hotel, you know, down here in Central America and she was a great person to meet and just rap with. Yeah. So so then um, after Austin we got to Harlingen, Texas, which is right by the Los Indios border crossing. And here we get into kind of the nitty-gritty of the trip cuz at first we just crossed through the southern states. It was awesome. Um, we took our time. We saw some friends. When we got to the border, the tone changed into one of a little more urgency, let's say. <laughs> uh, we had been talking to a lot of different people who do the back and forth trip often with like, they're like truck drivers and ship goods down to Belize. And they had all said that just currently, just recently, these things had switched up where people are coming through as um, tourists, like what we wanted to do but then getting hung up at the border to Belize and they can't bring their car in unless they pay 3000 us dollars to import fee, import it or whatever. Yeah. Basically we had two choices. We could cross the border as tourists or as trans migrantes. Trans migrants, trans migrantes. <laughs> and, um, the guy, we thank God, thank you, Jay. We called this guy Jay up and he was like, you guys have a truckload of stuff. You need to go in as trans migrantes. Which basically means you pay an agency Yeah, you find money, like a broker almost. Yeah, to bring your vehicle and all of your gear, like your more than two suitcases in. Yeah. Um, and you basically pay a fee just to like migrate through Mexico and get your car. You're like paying. Yeah, what you're doing basically is you're... you're showing that you're not going to sell any of the stuff you're bringing through Mexico and you're also not going to buy any stuff in Mexico. You have to go into the country and come out of the country with all the same things in the back of your truck. And I was ready to list every little thing. I had like a list with like six spoons, right? you know, because that's what one guy said we should do. But then as I was writing that down and I was trying to write it in Spanish, the guy at the Transmigrantes place was just like, no, man, no, like, one box of camping gear. Correct. One box of uh, bed sheets. You which know? we had to translate into Spanish, which is not our native language. <laughs> Thanks, Google <laughs> Translate. Anyway, well, that took a whole day and of then, doing. Yeah. And while we were there, we met um, two truck drivers who were going to Belize named Phil and Samson. Uh, and they were waiting also. And we kind of got the lowdown from them and some cool advice. And uh, they'll become more important later on in the story. Basically, like, you know, they were like, it's going to cost you $550. And then I was talking to my friend Jay, and he's like, no, it should be 350 So when we got there, with my mom on the phone, also trying to translate for us to these people at this broker, basically got it, we got it for 370 <laughs> And we crossed out, you know, it took us a day. It took us, like, two days, basically. We had to stay another night in Harlingen at the Comfort Inn. Real snazzy place. Man, we stayed in some gnarly <laughs> hotels on this trip. And we... And some nice ones. Yeah. We basically we had to stay there two days just to get, like, our paperwork through for this transmigrantes. And then we wake up the next morning. We fill up in gas in Texas because it's three dollars $2.89. Coming from, this, from <laughs> L.A., that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then going into Belize where it's $6.50. Or twelve, I'm sorry, $12 Belize, so $6 U.S. It's nutty bananas. Banana nut bread. Um, anyway, <laughs> we 
did all the, the paperwork. And then the last thing they were like, okay, you're going to give up the title to the vehicle. Oh my God. We were like, what? <laughs> we have to give you our title. They're like, yes, give us your title and they we'll mail it. it. We'll FedEx it from this, the Northern part of the border to the South. And we're just like, what? Like, we're not going to give you our title. No. Like, yeah, that just, that every alarm bell was going off in my head. Uh, and mind you, they only speak Spanish. Yeah, well, no, no, they spoke some English, and we spoke some Spanish, and we were able to understand each other, but it wasn't easy, and we were, they are just like, okay, give us the title, and we're like, no, and they're like, no, give us the title, and we're like, no, and then Camille called the owner of the Transmigrantes agency, but that dude was literally at he was a party. He drunk, and he was at a party, and he's like, nah, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, can you turn the music down, and then he hangs up on me, and I, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, could you please stop partying to deal with our issues? Like, Thank you. Shit, I would have hung up on me too. Yeah, for real. <laughs> anyway, um, we ended up not having to give the title. Well, cause... my mom called the lady, yeah. the lady of the owner, or whatever, the next day, and she's like, "Well, basically, because they're you and Kian are new, they don't know you, and so they have to keep your title and as like a collateral or whatever till you get down there." And then my mom was like, well, we'll give you our location and check in with you every night. Let's let them keep the title. And from this lady who, you know, owned the agency or whatever. Anyways, she was just like, fine, they don't have to give up the title. So <laughs> next morning really we wake exciting up, stuff. we get gas and we go to the border. Now, mind you, we're at the border and people have given us like a little bit of information. Everyone's so we- just like, go south. That's it. That's pretty much like what all the information amounts to is like, don't go here. You know, don't go to Matamoros. Don't stay at this place. Don't go through this town. Just go south. Okay. And we hit the road and we get to the, we actually are crossing the border um, into out of the States and into Mexico. And that was like a four hour process. Yeah. And we almost crossed the bridge without going and doing all of, getting all of our, um, getting checked papers, like stamped. Cause there's no fucking tri- signs anywhere. No and signs. there's not a single sign anywhere that tells you do this, do that. No. You ask anybody who's standing around and they're like, you don't know. Are you stupid? Go over to no, the left. That was not the vibe. They, that no was one, the total vibe. Like, mm, I don't think so. The total vibe was that they're just like, okay, like, what are you even trying to do right now? Well, that's just how we felt. We were just big dum-dums. Yeah, I guess in hindsight, it wasn't so hard. It's just when you don't know how to do it, you just sort of like... There's a lot of... There's a lot. You have to get in. You have to get in as a cargo line. You have to get your... um, Basically, you have to get your title stamped and you... Paying, visa. Yeah, you're paying like money here and there and then you go in you have to do like visa and then you have to pay some banks and mm-hmm. get some stamps. You got to and... pay to get fumigated and the oh, guy yeah. like sprays your one left he, tire with like water and you're like, like thanks buddy. on the tire. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, pay me. Yeah. Like, okay. So. This is kind of like a nickel and dime operation. Whatever, right. Uh, but anyway, it took about four hours. No one actually checked any of our stuff. Like yeah. by the time we got to Belize... I was like, man, if if we'd tried, we could have smuggled in guns, we could have smuggled in drugs, we could have smuggled in... motherfucking no. I don't know. I mean, yeah, as soon as you actually try to do that, I'm sure then no. your luck will change. But That's... nobody looked in any of our boxes. And, and we I... don't even have any drugs or guns to smuggle. Not anymore. <laughs> we sold them all at our garage sales. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, my God. So we cross over and we're like, okay. Oh, we run into a- Phil and Samson again there. Yeah, the two we- truckers. We run yeah. into them again who are waiting in the cage to get through. It's funny. Phil like, good is, luck. We're like, see you later. They're like, yep. 
Phil's driving a big rig, and then Samson's got the... Samson's, uh, he's just Samson. got a van at the time. Yeah. We haven't met Palacio yet. That's oh, a little later. Right. Anyway, there's a guy, Palacio, coming up. So, we get all of our stuff checked, and we get our tires gleeked on by that guy, and then we drive into Mexico, and as soon as we get into Mexico... We're we like, lose... it's two o'clock. Yeah, okay, yeah, and that was one thing. It's like, everybody's like, if you can get your stamps by two... You can make it to the first stop, which is just south of Tampico, before dark, because you don't want to drive through Mexico in which the dark. There's no way you can make it that fast. I don't know. For, it gets dark at like six. If we'd have floored it, if we'd have done 65 miles per hour the whole way, maybe. No way. It's a straight shot. Anyway, as soon as we get through the border, it's 2 p.m., and we have no internet service or maps for just that one quick second. And there's a split in the highway. It's one straight south to Via Hermosa, which we should have gone to. And then one is you get off and go east to Matamoros, which for whatever reason in our brains, we were like, oh, Matamoros sounds familiar. I guess we'll get off there. And so we do. And we're headed down that highway when... Which there's nothing really on this road. Yeah, it's, it's an empty road. road. with no buildings or anything. You're just kind of driving for a while. And Maps comes up again and is like, you took a wrong turn, make a U-turn, go back to the other highway. And, and I'm like, on the phone with my mom. Yeah, Camille's on the phone like, with her mom. Where are we going? Trying to just get information. And so we're like, oh, we'll pull into this gas station um, and turn around. We'll make a U-turn there. And we'll switch drivers so that way I'll drive and Camille can be on the phone. So we pull over... We switch drivers, we get back in the car, and right as we go to take off, this brand new white Chevy Silverado uh, pulls up right in front with some guys hanging out of it, out of like the cab, and they're staring at like our car or looking at the bottom of it or something, and they're talking to us in, in Spanish faster than I can understand. And, you know, we've been warned of like, oh, someone will say that you have a flat tire or a leak, and they'll get you to get out, and then, you know, whatever, they'll scam you or whatever, so... Me, oh, I I'm look like, over and I'm all, no, gracias. Yeah, we're like, no, estoy bien. Like, we're fine, thanks. And he's like, no, 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 pull over. We're like, no, man. And we kind of go around him. I drive around him, and we're trying to get back to the highway. And he, you know, pulls around, like, whips around real fast and pulls over in front of us again and makes us stop. cuts us off. Cuts us off. And I, again, I'm like, no, thanks, man. Like, we're okay. And, like, go around him. He and then cuts us off. Cuts us off one more time. And as I'm doing a U-turn, because at this point, Camille and her mom are both like, get back to the gas station. Go back to the gas station. As I'm doing this, Camille hears, pull over or I'll fucking kill you. And he flashes an well, AR-15 in the He pulled the, the top seat. of the gun up. He pulled the top of the gun up and he showed it to me. You didn't really see that. You kept driving. You this. were going to go out back to the highway to go back to Via, Via Hermosa, go back the way that we came. And I was like, Kian, turn around. I don't want to go down that desolate road again with these guys following us that right. he has a gun. And you're right. like, he has a gun? And I was like, turn around. Go back into the gas station because at least there are people there. You know, it was a gas station and there was an OXO, which is like the... Kind of the 7-Eleven down there. Yeah. And so I was like, go or back. Because there's nothing else really around there. It just happened to be those yeah, things the right only there. only sign of civilization. And these guys... Uh, Basically, pull us over. We go into the gas station. Camille jumps out of the truck, runs into the shop, and, I, and I'm and i sitting in the truck watching them fill their gas tank because they're, like, if they've got to chase us, they're going to have a full tank of gas. And while they're filling their gas tank and I'm sitting there, one of the guys in the back gets out, puts on 
full riot gear. He's zipping up a bulletproof vest. He's got like his like SWAT helmet and goggles. He's got gloves on. And they bring the truck once it's the gas. Then once their gas is full, they bring the truck right up next to mine. And all these dudes, and mind you, they're like there's like four of them. There's the four car. of them, and they're like somewhere between like 14 and 25 years old. And the dude and I are just dead eye contact. Is he's sitting there loading an AR-15 in the back? And the other kid that gets out that looked like he was maybe like 18 comes into the OXO, and I am I am sitting there. Begging like the attendant, ayurame, ayurame, ayurame. My mom's on the cell phone on speakerphone, and then She's my trying mom's to trying to translate and saying in Spanish to this guy, "Please help my daughter." These guys just, you know, are harassing them and said, "Then they have a gun." And my mom is asking him, and the guy just looks point blank at me and doesn't say anything for a little bit. And so this kid comes in. He's like eighteen, and. The attendant and the 18-year-old start talking really fast with each other. And, like, the 18-year-old kind of starts, like, cracking up and laughing. And he's saying something to him. And then my mom is also on speakerphone listening. And she's like, he's saying it's okay. And I was like, what? And she's like, then the attendant, like, looks over and, like, he starts kind of talking to my mom. And he's just saying, like, oh, he said he didn't mean to scare you guys. It's okay. And... I was like, wait, what? It's okay? And and he's like, yeah. He's like, he said it's okay. So then I walk out with an 18-year-old. He buys, like, some, like, chips. And, like, he I He buys walk, stuff from there? Yeah. <laughs> goes shopping? He some chips or something. And, uh. like, he comes outside. And then the guy who was a little older, who's, like, maybe in mid-20s, who was wearing the full riot gear has now walked. Yeah, he's walked, gotten out come of the, out of the truck car, truck and walked over. Okay, so from my perspective, this guy is sitting. These guys are sitting in their truck, staring at me. I'm staring back at them, and I'm like, my heart is pounding, man. And Camille comes out of the OXO laughing and slaps one of like the 18 year old guy on the shoulder and is like joking with him. And my brain, I think, is broken at that point. And I'm just like, what's happening at the window? <laughs> and, and then the guy who had the full gear on and the gun, he just happens to speak perfect English. And he's all, oh, you know, we just saw that you guys have a lot of stuff and we're Border Patrol. Clearly not Border Patrol. Not at all. Not one and bit. he's just like, we're just 14 making... year olds in civilian clothing. Like, they weren't friggin' Border Patrol. <laughs> he's just like, we're making Duh. sure that, you know, everything is legit. And I was just like, uh,. He's like, we didn't mean to scare you. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you told me like five minutes ago that you were going to kill me. But hey, glad to hear it's all all right. Yeah. And, and then, they give us directions to Matamoros and they take off. Yeah. Which is we're like, we're not going that way. <laughs> and we just kind of they left and headed towards Matamoros. <sighs> and we sat there in the car. We're just like, you know, we're in shock. Our hearts are beating. And dude, our adrenaline is pumping and we're like shaking can't we're like we can't friggin' drive right we don't know where we are we don't know like what towns are near and so there just also happens to be a hotel that was right next diamante hotel which was right next door and so we go in there and we check in and my mom like speaks with the lady and she's just like saying like oh you can't have your pets but we're just like please please like these guys just had a gun and she's like haha welcome to mexico we're like haha so we're like cool thanks we check into this room and like man it was maybe 3 p.m and we just like we're in this little basically like cement block room it has no windows in it you can't look out there's no peephole out the door yeah and we've loaded we've 
every place we stay this entire trip, we unload our entire truck. And so this night is our first night in Mexico is the, is the night that's, you know, set the tone of our journeys through <laughs> that country. So every night we've, uh, we unload the truck, we pile everything up against the door so nobody can bust in and like pull out our, the machete that I brought. And we're just sitting in this little room, just like breathing heavily for yeah. 15 hours. Yeah, we were locked in there for 15 and we locked in ourselves prison in there. for 15 hours. We yeah. didn't get dinner. We just got beers, I think. I went to, oh, okay. So I went back to that gas station to get some food and I ended up getting like, I don't know, chips. <laughs> Same as the, that guy Ew, in the car. You brought home some like bread and canned tuna. I was like, survive, I went survival <laughs> mode and I went and I bought some cans of like nasty tuna, some bread and some mustard. Like we Should can at least not make, eat. we can make tuna sandwiches if we got to. You know, no. if we have to eat, I didn't know how long we we're going to be in there. Um, but anyway, I saw Samson at the gas station, the trucker from the Transmigrantes place. And I kind of told him what was up and he was like, oh, sh shit, man. Like, I'm just about to leave. Um, but you can like, but I think Phil's going to show up later. So just hang out for a bit. And when he shows up, you could talk to him. And that was really relieving because then it's like, all right, well, at least know somebody who's coming here. And he does. Phil shows up uh, a few hours later, comes into our room. I brought a guitar and he sat and played guitar and kind of like eased our worries for a minute. I'm giving him the name No Fair Phil because he no fear just, Phil. Like, <laughs> just like, like uh, you know, it's happened to me a few times. He's just like, you know, if it's time to go, it's your time to go. He's just like, you're welcome to drive. Uh, he's like, well, I'm meeting my buddy and he's got another big rig. And he's like, you're welcome to sandwich in between the two of those. You know, if anything happens, like, we'll we'll just run them off the road with our big rigs. They don't mess with us. Like and Mad Max style. Yeah. Like, cool, so, man. Yeah, we'll stick with you. Yeah, so Key and I just slept and we didn't we really didn't slept. Sleep. I think we slept like we were up all night, just both of our hearts beating, just being Every like, little noise going to come for us? Every little noise we heard, I was like, oh, well, there go the tires off the truck. Oh, there goes the, you know, the stupid lights I installed, you know, because I thought it'd be cool. Oh, there goes the, like, I just thought they were, we'd come out to like an empty frame on, on cinder blocks, but mm. it didn't happen. So we woke up super early. Phil was uh, ready to go. We jumped in line behind his big rig. He met up with his buddy Palacio, who was a former homicide detective in Belize City, who was driving, he was driving a rig that was pulling... A rig. a rig that was pulling a rig that was pulling a car. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that had a car strapped to its back. So we're behind that guy, and Phil's behind us, and we stay between them for the whole day. For you know, it took us thirteen hours to get to Tampico. We're yeah, driving that like it should have been a six-hour drive, thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, we should have been a six-hour drive. We it took us thirteen hours because we we just and like the car strapped to the back of the rig kept sliding around on it like getting closer and closer to the edge and sliding off so we had to keep pulling over and i luckily had straps in the truck and we kept like strapping it down <laughs> to the big rig i don't know anyway they get us through tampico and we stay at a lovely place called El uh which um i'm so surprised we didn't get, get bed, bed bugs from any of these places maybe we should bleep names out later i don't know <laughs> probably a good idea to bleep that name out later Anyway, those guys, Phil and Palacio, passed us off to their friend Marlon, who is also, he's also an ex-cop from Belize City, who's also doing the Transmigrantes drive, and he was towing a, he was driving a BMW towing a car. 
Right. And he was going a lot faster, so he they passed us off miles to him. <laughs> um, and so we like followed him the next day uh, for most of the day until his car breaks down on like the auto piece, just on the side of the like the highway there and we do everything we can to figure out what's wrong with it like we switch his batteries out we try to charge it with our jumper i've tried to look through all his fuses um but basically it was getting dark he said he's got somebody coming to pick him up i didn't want to be on the side of the road with camille at night so and i'm freaking out because i'm in the car he's back he's back there for like 50 minutes helping him like tinker around find out what's wrong and like big rigs are flying past us on the freeway and a car like, a cop car drives by slowly stops in reverse checks us all out and then just leaves <laughs> like okay <laughs> like, like, i don't know if it's better to be paid attention to by the police or oh, not but man. either way like whatever i'm looking on google well, maps there's like because we're, we're told not to drive in the dark and like so i'm looking at google maps there's a one star um, hotel near us called Aladdin and it's like <laughs> just it's close your eyes like so many worse so many horrible like reviews on this place uh, and then the next town isn't for another two hours I'm like it's a it's about to get dark and I'm like oh my god we're gonna have to drive for two hours we either have to go stay at Aladdin hotel yeah. and backtrack or drive two hours in the dark on this like road and we've already had our scare from the night before so i my heart's just pounding once again yeah and we've we got no sleep in us we're going off yeah. of adrenaline every time i think about what happened the night before like i wasn't tired for three days yeah because i just kept like running through that in my in my mind and going through all the scenarios that could have taken place and and i'm just like wide awake still we have trauma <laughs> we're trauma yeah we are a little bit honestly for sure but anyway we head down to autopista and we just happen to find on the side of the road an unmarked it's like not on google maps nice like clean big hotel that was just like Brand some new. crazy miracle out of nowhere <laughs> Uh, with a really good restaurant next door. Yeah. We're like, we thought it was a mirage. We thought maybe it was a trap for a second. I, we still piled all our stuff against the door. <laughs> yeah, comfy king-size bed, yeah. Netflix. We're having like no ceviche yeah. and like micheladas. Our first michelada. conditioning. First michelada in Mexico, which if you know me, I would have had a few by that point yeah. if I'd have felt safe. But, oh, man. So we found a good spot. And uh, yeah. we stay in contact with Marlon, and he's telling us that, you know, he got picked up. He got his jumps, his, his I don't know, his alternator went out, so he got a jump start. His battery's going. He needs to make it to Belize by the weekend, so he takes off and leaves us. Just drives through the night like a madman. <laughs> so then we're on our own after that point. And honestly, the next couple nights, um, we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we, we drove at a good pace, you know, at our pace. Honestly, Mexico wouldn't have been scary had the no. first thing that happened to us yeah. happened to us. Yeah, because Mexico is beautiful and the people that live there are amazing. Yeah. And like everywhere, like so many people are so kind and helpful and everything. It yes. just, we just got, you know, we met the wrong people at the wrong yeah, time who man. ended and up being, I don't know what happened. Like, I think it's like just all, you know, it's a magic crystal. It was a magic crystal. <laughs> it was that black velvet tourmaline. No joke. Magic crystal, magic crystal, magic, magic crystal. crystal. Magic crystal. So um, <laughs> what we do is we make it to uh, Bacalar in Mexico. Uh, and that's like a tourist town. There's a lot of like uh, European tourists there. And we felt safe for the first time in a while <laughs> just because we're like, they're not going to, you know, they're. We're not going to be held up here by the cops or the cartel because 
I don't You're think like yeah, area. they're not gonna do that there as often as other places. Yeah, and like we, the reason we were there is like going down as transmigrantes. You can't cross on a Saturday or a Sunday. They're closed. Yeah, the borders closed on the weekends, <laughs> just so you know. The borders closed on the weekends. If you're going, if you're going through if as a tourist, you can. But... Yeah, because I guess transmigrantes is a sort of business. But with cargo, you can't. You can't yeah. go cross on a Friday or Saturday. So we get in, check in a hotel, and like the hotel's, yeah, it's on the water, and they've whatever yeah. but the next door to the hotel was a pop-in place oh, they had, yeah. like i wish i could remember we the just hung out there which yeah we great. hung out there all day just yeah. like having you know some beers lots of beers we had, like, lots five and food lots of trucks beers, and food trucks and swimming and stuff and met some cute. cool people yeah and then uh fun and then we got up monday morning and we're like oh we're finally gonna cross the border <laughs> <laughs> we load up the truck and my mom calls she's like oh my god it's a holiday in mexico you can't cross over we're like we're stuck one more day in Bacalar, uh, which isn't the worst place to be no, stuck. No, no, not at all. But anyway, we just, you know, when you want the trip to be over and then it just keeps dragging yeah, we, on, you just yeah. feel crazy. Then we found a cool Airbnb. And Casa Cheetah. Cool, Casa Cheetah. C-H-E-D-A, Cheetah. Yeah, I met a cool guy from Argentina who's Juan. like, uh, you know, Juan. running this Airbnb and he was playing at La Playita that night. So we went and had some drinks and... Yeah. Met some crazy ravers from Cancun, or they were from Canada and um, uh, Australia. Australia, yeah. and they, uh, you know, they're working the party scene down in Cancuner. I think they wanted Cancuners. to hook up with us, honestly. Mm, nope. <laughs> and... <laughs> I felt flattered. Uh, but yeah, we had a uh, one last good night in Bacalar. We saw, or we went to go see Juan play music, but the power went out, so we <laughs> <laughs> we missed that uh, opportunity. But it was nice. We had a good dinner. We woke up early the next morning, and we fucking crossed the border into Belize. Orale. Orale. What a go on. <laughs> um, oh, we also checked out a place called Habitas, which is a really awesome yeah, uh, we resort. Went... Way too expensive for us, but it was really cool and gave us a lot of good ideas. It so, like... too expensive for me. Okay. Well, Camille <laughs> makes three times as much money as I do, so... I love She's it. willing to pay for me. Well, Whatever. I love this place. It was, you know... We'll have a spot like it someday. Yeah. That's a... It was, like, it was a really cool thing to look at and be like, this is a goal that we can achieve if we just keep working towards it. Um, Gotta work! Anyway, crossing the border into Belize, we run into Palacio. He's in line, like, right behind us to cross the border, and he tells us, you know, catches us up on Phil and Marlon, and everybody's doing good and safe. So it was good to see those dudes again. And if you guys ever hear this, like, thanks. Thank you so much, you guys, oh my for God. all of your help. Phil, Palacio, Marlon. <laughs> yeah, our truck driver angels out there. Thanks. It was, it was fun to live the big rig lifestyle for a minute. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think but I'm, I'm good. done. And I'm also done driving through Mexico with a car full yeah. of shit. Definitely my suggestion is don't do it. Ship your stuff and just fly down. <laughs> Yeah, man. Ship your pets. Yeah, man. Whatever. Ship your pets. Anyway, <laughs> we got shit. to the Belize border. They had a COVID checkpoint, uh, which we passed, I guess. Or we were negative, so we got to go through. And then Nan was there waiting for us with, with a tuna salad and some coconut, iced coconut water. And that was just the nicest thing. That was like the light at the end of that gnarly Mexican tunnel. Uh, and we're here we've been here in belize for a week and we're loving it yeah. we're excited we're gonna get out to our land tomorrow again and yeah we've start, been start out there putting... uh we've been out to our land twice now we started clearing a space for our tent to get put down 
Um, in the meantime, we're staying at Camille's grandma's house in Corozal, and she's been cooking garnachas and uh, all sorts of, like, she made, like, a split pea soup with dumplings the other night. So good. And today's my birthday. And today <laughs> is Camille's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. It's your motherfucking birthday. It's your motherfucking birthday, bitch. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. So, um, that's it. We're in Belize. Yeah. We're going to have to do a lot of paperwork right now. We've been doing it. We've been doing it. Um, we are trying to figure out what our first step is on the land, and that'll probably be the next episode as we'll talk more in depth so as to what we're doing tuned. out there. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we're just trying to get used to the Belizean lifestyle. I'm trying to let the, as many mosquitoes as want to bite me do it so that way they just get tired of me. <laughs> it's not working well so far. Uh, Callie's loving her life. Oh my God, look at Rusty right now. We have Rusty, we have Kitty, we have Callie, and we have Shitty, who are all of our animal guardians. And Camille's telling me to speed it up. So that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Happy birthday, Camille. Thank My you. sweet love. I'm so glad we made it safely. Um, all you guys out there, you can follow us on DwendeBelize.com. Uh, stay Calypso Cool. Stay Calypso Cool. We also have an Instagram. And uh, we'll be, you know, if you join our mailing list on DwendeBelize.com, you'll be getting updates as to what's going on. This is part of it. I need to do this part. This is all part of the podcasting. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. We love you. Stay Calypso Cool. We out. Radio Duende.